Hello race fans and welcome to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. On today's episode we're going to talk all about the action today on day three of the ACI Rally Monza where Sebastian Ogier and Elvin Evans are going head to head for the World Rally Championship. If Ogier were to win he would become a seven time champion of the world in the WRC. If Evans were to win, he would be the first Welshman in history to ever win the world title and the first Briton for nearly 20 years since Richard Burns in 2001. And what we've been treated to do today is certainly, I would say, the most dramatic day in recent years in uh, world rally history. Um, And the challenge on show for the drivers was just exceptional of course yesterday the the drivers had a particular challenge with the uh, circuit based stages this all of the special stages set up within uh, the 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 monza circuit but today all of the drivers this was the big day this was moving day where the drivers went up into the mountains north of milan near lake como And it was watching the broadcasting today, it was exceptional how similar the stages were to what the drivers face at Monte Carlo and will face in Monte Carlo in, goodness, in six or seven weeks' time when we start the 2021 season all of a sudden. (laughs) And what the drivers had to put up with today was very much a similar set of challenges that they would do in Monte Carlo. Today we saw dry tarmac, wet tarmac, uh, icy tarmac, slushy tarmac, and full snow, <laughs> all in one day. And of course, the drivers would—they would, they went up for the opening morning loop of stages, three stages, with six tires, obviously one on each corner of the car and two in the boot. And there was a number of drivers using different strategies. Some opting, for example, Esapeka Lapi took all six of those tires, the wet weather tires, and didn't take any winter tires at all. And other drivers would take four wet weather and two winter um, to hopefully feel that they'd got it right over the course of the the day. But um, for the World Rally drivers, of course, the the amount of support team required is extraordinary. And um, of course, every driver will have a gravel note crew and a weather crew who will go through the stage and see what the story is. And in a lot of places, the report from the weather crew coming through had changed by the time the cars made it to the stage. So dynamic was the weather situation today, and that wreaked havoc on the uh, World Rally Championship competitors. But it started off stage seven, <clears throat> Salvino number one, uh, wet road for most of the, the stage until they got to the very top of the stage where there was a little bit of snow. And just as the drivers were coming into the stage, the snow began to fall. Of course, the organisers, given that there was no snow, studded snow tyres in the allocation, the organisers actually went through overnight and cleared the snow from the road. But of course, that was only overnight. After Whatever happened from then on was up and was in the lap of the gods, really. Um, but interestingly, as before the drivers went into Stage 7 this morning, first thing this morning, the news came through that not only Danny Sordo but also Esapeka Lapi had both been given 10 second penalties for going straight on at a chicane in the uh, in one of the stages uh, yesterday, which was quite controversial, but um, not contested, but um, not um, not taken any further. 
But interesting, it was Gus Greensmith who was the first into the stage in his M Sport Ford Fiesta, and he was the man who really had to to come across the, those slushy uh, conditions and on wet tires. <clears throat> it was really really tricky for the uh, for the for the Englishman. <laughs> Takamoto Katsuta he continued to have his impressive run through the stages after a couple of really quick times uh, on Friday night. Um, again, 38.1 seconds quicker than Greensmith. He really was. Uh, he really was flying. But up at the front, it was it was really really tense. Um, and for Elvin Evans, what he had to do was keep Sebastian Ogier in sight and just make sure that he was in the point scoring positions when the others were falling by the wayside. But I remember thinking at the start of the day, just as the snow was starting to fall and the conditions became even more unpredictable than they already were, I thought, this is Sebastian Ogier country. This has got Monte Carlo written all over it. And of course, Sebastian Ogier has won, up until Thierry Neuville won uh, this year at Monte Carlo. Sebastian Ogier had won the last six Monte Carlo rallies in a row. They are just tailor-made conditions for Sebastian Ogier and so it proved and actually Sebastian Ogier managed to take go five seconds quicker through the snowy and slushy section than anyone else and actually took the rally lead back off Danny Sordo but the lead would swing back and forth throughout the day um, absolutely exceptional day of rallying we've seen then it was on to stage eight and uh, Rosa one which was quite different the stages were much more clean just wet tarmac, um, not too much standing water, very much more, uh, uh, you know, a charge to the uh, to, to to the to the end of the end of the stage, and this is where we saw things come round again, where Danny Sordo then put the foot down and was really super quick, four tenths of a second quicker than second fastest man Elvin Evans, and five point four seconds quicker than um, Sebastian Ogier, and took the lead back off again and interestingly Danny Sordo's demeanour at the end of stage 8, the second day the second stage of the day, he was saying, you know, it's really nice, I love the car on these tyres, I really like the feel of the car and not often do you see drivers get too expressive of how happy they are with their machine unless they're really, really happy with it. So he was really in the groove at that stage. So if the um you know if the snow stayed away and if the uh, stages stayed wet uh, and just and wet only, Danny Sordo looked to be in a very good spot. But they did not stay wet. No, no. They all of a sudden it started to get a whole lot more interesting. The first stage before the before the lunchtime break, stage nine, Costa Valley Emania, after going very close uh, in time to Sordo uh, the stage before, Elvin Evans went quicker. So in the morning stages, Elvin Evans was absolutely flying and really putting himself in the position where he needed to be as others kind of fell by the way the, the wayside you know we saw um a takamoto katsuta having a little bit of a scrape as well but nothing nothing too much to worry about but a lot of other drivers finding it quite handy so going into going into the lunchtime break sebastian Ogier had reclaimed the lead after pulling nine seconds out of danny sordo again so Ogier is back in the lead so we've had a lead change at every stage so he's leading, Sebastian Ogier is leading by 6.7 seconds from Danny Sordo and Elvin Evans is very close behind in third. Now, put the chequered flag out at that point, if you like. 
and Elvin Evans would be champion. But what transpired in the afternoon stages, well, I'm sure will go down in rallying folklore for, for quite some time. Stage 10, uh, well, stage 10 never really got going. About The first car on the road from the World Rally Championship cars was Gus Greensmith. And Gus Greensmith, about, about six or seven minutes into the stage, came onto some snow, which was not expected and was falling quite heavily and settling quite quickly. And Gus Greensmith, unfortunately, just just the tiniest of mistake the car got into a slide and even in a car as sophisticated as a, a world rally car with someone as talented as Gus Greensmith at the wheel they were simply a passenger at that point S- smashed off the barrier back over to the other side of the road off the um, the cliff face and then back down the other side um, into the trees game over and one very damaged um, rally car incredibly Ollie Christian Vaby who's in, in his first ever drive in a world rally car in, com, in competitive circumstances. Talk about a baptism of fire. My word, one of the most tricky and fickle events we've seen in years in the World Rally Championship. But riding on board, Ollie Christian Vebe's car has been fitted with a bumper cam and the, some of the footage from this bumper cam, it's amazing. The front bumper, you really get a great idea of the speed, but Ollie Christian Vebe was really going well, really charging, really impressive for someone with so little experience in that type of car. Um, Because it's such a big step from the car he'd been used to, the WRT2 car. But unfortunately for Ollie Christian, he had made exactly the same mistake as as Gus Greensmith did. And the damage to this Hyundai, virtually the entire front of the car smashed to pieces. The whole front suspension wrecked, the wheels gone, and I don't think there'd be much left of the engine either. But the problem was, was that the Hyundai i20 WRC of Christian Baby was basically broadside across the across the road and there's no way to get past it at all and just debris everywhere so the stage had to be stopped and all the other cars had to come through at road speed and were given a nominal time so things were starting to get tense this is where it was getting really quite quite shaky you know Elvin Evans had, you know obviously would have been given a nominal time no change Another stage out the way, another one ticked off the box. And up to this point, Elvin Evans had just been doing everything right. Going quickly, driving safely, not taking crazy risk. Um, But the conditions that we saw today uh, out in the mountains north of Monza are some of the toughest that any driver, and if you're the world, if to be honest, if you're a World Rally Championship driver at Elvin's level, you know, leading the championship coming into this event, it just shows you how tricky the conditions are because a lot of the time the drivers were having to go down to virtually walking pace and you heard the drivers just throwing gears at it trying to get the car to stop on the slushy wet uh, tarmac um, but you know it it just looked so treacherous and when you've got a championship to worry about I can't imagine how um, how difficult that had been. Now, when um, Takemoto Katsuta came through, he had, to give you an idea, bearing in mind this is the second pass, this is the second pass of the Jurosa stage, which they ran in the morning, Takemoto Katsuta was 40 seconds slower than he had been on exactly the same stage in the morning. And that was all down. In fact, I'm actually surprised that it's as little as 40 seconds because the snowfall was so quick and so abrupt that and of course the drivers are on wet tires with a tread pattern but not enough to 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 clear if you can imagine driving on snow on a truck basically on a uh, if you can imagine a performance track day tire um road legal but 
borderline. You know, if you buy like a, I don't know, like a Michelin pilot. What I can't, I can't forgive me. Tell me what the the whatever the whatever the fancy Michelin or Pirelli that is that you buy that is just about road legal and it's got a very small tread pattern and it can go uh, on to uh, for track days and things like that. Kind of like that, but on snow. Not very pleasant indeed. Um, and for Katsuta and for Rovan Pera, you know, he commented he commented on getting to the end of the stage nine point five seconds slower than Katsuta. He says it's absolutely crazy. He says you have to be so so slow. Um, even even Oit Tanak, he was six seconds slower uh, again. Um, so it was really getting quite um, really quite tricky. My apologies, Tanak was six seconds quicker. My apologies. But then it was it was the turn of Elvin Evans, and Elvin Evans was absolutely flying. Before reaching the snowy section, he was nine point one seconds quicker than Oit Tanak, who was the fastest man through prior to him. Um, so. And and looked comfortable. That was the thing. He looked absolutely comfortable. But came to the section, the snowy section again. A few corners here, a few corners there, and then, bang! It, the the all of a sudden, in the blink of an eye, championship in tatters. Um, just a tiny, not even a mistake, just a tiny little slide which left them with no chances, virtually no grip at all, and they just slid slowly off down the banking. And down into the trees, and when you're down on a basically a vertical, <laughs> a vertical slope, you got no chance to recover it again. And that was the rally done. Um, no points. Um, the only chance of points will be tomorrow in the power stage, which we'll come on to uh, in a bit. So this is one thing that um, you know, if Elvin Evans doesn't go on to win this world championship, which at the moment the odds are stacked against him, but anything can happen tomorrow. But the the sportsmanship shown by not only Elvin but his co-driver Scott Martin was ex- exceptional. You know, bearing in mind that within two or three minutes they'd already got themselves out of the car, no easy feat in itself, and it's pointing skywards, got up, climbed up the banking, and were able to get out onto the road to signal to Sebastian Ogier coming through. Now, bearing in mind this is his championship rival, this is somebody who he needs to beat. Uh, and they went to slow down Sebastian Ogier. Now, bearing in mind, there was nothing. There was nothing on the road. There was not. There was nothing in the way. There was the road was just the same as it was because they dropped off the side of it. But in the true spirit of rallying, in the true spirit of sport, Elvin Evans and Scott Martin both got out onto the onto the stage and put up and and slowed Sebastian Ogier down and all of the the cars who came behind him as well. And actually, even with being slowed down. Sebastian Ogier still nearly had the same crash as uh, as Elvin, and when he got to the stage end, Sebastian Ogier said, "He says the guys they even you know got me to slow down, and I still nearly had the incident." He said, "If they'd not been there, I would have had exactly the same incident. I would have had the same crash." Um, I don't know how much consolation that will be for for Elvin Evans, but it 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 was it's just devastating for him because. He'd done everything right. He'd driven so meticulously and so much maturity while everyone else, you know, Neuville dropped out. Sunanen had engine trouble. Lappy's not had the best day. Um, you know, and he's up against two really super, ex- the two most experienced guys in the championship, Danny Sordo and Sebastian Ogier. And both Danny Sordo and Sebastian Ogier really specialise on this exact type of surface and this exact type of challenge so Elvin Evans was properly up against it if it well pr- probably I mean he couldn't 
it couldn't be made harder for him, that's for sure. And he was just knocking it out of the park. So, and the one thing that I took away from the whole thing today was Tommy Mackinnon's reaction. Tommy Mackinnon, of course, four times a world champion in a row in one of the most competitive eras in rallying history. He went head-to-head with Colin McRae, Richard Burns, Marcus Gronholm, and so on. A whole list of names that are too long to mention. Um, and in one of those championships in 98, I think it was, um, Tommy Mackinnon was in a very similar position. He had a, a crack, I remember it like it was yesterday, a Mitsubishi Evo 5, or no, 5 at that point and crashed on oil on a super special stage that had been dropped by a Hillman imp and hit a concrete um, bollard and tore the suspension off. No points, and that looked like it was going to be the end. And ironically, Carlos Sainz in a Toyota basically just had to cruise at home to the win. And about a kilometre and a half to the end of the uh, the final stage on the final day, Carlos Sainz's engine gave out, conked out, within yeah, little over a kilometre to the end and thus handed the championship back to Tommy Mackinnon. Now, Tommy Mackinnon's been in that same position. He thought his championship was done. It was done, albeit for a freak engine issue for Carlos Sainz at that point. And Tommy Mackinnon, of course, is the ch- is the team boss for Toyota, but will actually be handing over that reign to Toyota themselves at the end of this rally, at the end of the season and the end of this rally. And Tommy Mackinnon was almost speechless. He was uh, very, very, very honourably went to give his time for the interview with uh, Bex Williams of WRC All Live. And obviously Bex knows all of the guys so well. She's been in the paddock or in the service part for so long. Uh, And good on Tommy. He still went and had a chat about it. And he was almost in tears. I mean, he uh, he was absolutely dejected. And he was full of praise for his driver. He said, you know, Elvin had been handling the situation so well, um, you know, he and he just maybe just went that little bit too fast. But when you're competing for a championship, who can say that? Um, and he was he was just gutted. Um, now this is the thing is that Elvin Evans came into Rally Monza with a 14 point advantage, so Sebastian Ogier still has to get to the end of the rally and score enough points to win. Now this is where we go into go into tomorrow so at the finish of the second day um, we have the, the standings are as, are as such Sebastian Ogier is leading the rally with Danny Sordo 17.8 seconds behind in second and White Tanak 22.1 seconds behind in third Esapeka Lapi 38.2 seconds behind in fourth position now Third place should be good enough for Sebastian Ogier. That would give him 16 points. And if he were to... But, of course, 16 points, that could be... Obviously, you would think, well, that's more than 14, so that would that would ensure him the win. But actually, no. It still would come down to the power stage. Of course, the Wolf Oils power stage, the last stage of the rally, the last stage of the championship, there is five points for the fastest car through four points for second, three points for third, set two points for fourth and one point for fifth. So this is where it could be. Elvin Evans will rejoin in rally two rules tomorrow. 
So he will go into the stages tomorrow. He will not be able to score championship points by his finishing position, but he will be able to score points in the power stage. Now, he has an advantage where he does not need, to, because he's not going to score points on his finishing position, he can effectively dither around for the whole day, keep the tyres that he's got in his allocation in the perfect condition, make sure that he's got the very best tyre he possibly can for the power stage, and then just drive it like he stole it in the power stage. Now, if there's a lot of ifs and buts, and they're going to play out over the day, but given that Sebastian Ogier is in a really strong position, however, Danny Sordo has absolutely nothing to lose, and he, I'm sure he wants to get a win under his belt like he did in Sardinia. Oi, Tanak is actually not even necessarily out of the championship, if he were to win tomorrow and get maximum power stage points and something happened to Sebastian Ogier, he would actually win the, win the championship. So there is still plenty to play for uh, tomorrow, but it is without, we can't, we can't get away from the fact, it is advantage Ogier. And as we thought today on the Monte Carlo-esque stages, I'm sure that's what they'll be remembered as, just north of, of, of Monza, up, up near Lake Como, those are the stages that have made the difference. Um, Sebastian Ogier has survived them. Elvin Evans has not. On pace, they could not be separated. Their pace throughout the day, absolutely identical. Elvin Evans maybe even might have had the edge in some places. Well, certainly, Elvin Evans had the edge in some stages. Sebastian Ogier had the edge in others. Absolutely exceptional motorsport. Exceptional sport today. Um, amazing to watch. Guys at the peak of their powers. There'll be a lot of people with a heavy heart today for Elvin Evans, who really um, has been so unfortunate. But over the course of a championship, he should be very proud of the of the, um, the the effort he's put in throughout the season. And he is by far out of it. He's got to just go in, do what he can do tomorrow, get those five power stage points and leave the rest up to the rallying gods, as they say. I'm excited for tomorrow. It's going to be a fascinating day at ACI Rally Monza. It's going to be a fascinating finish to the World Rally Championship season. I hope you enjoy the coverage tomorrow if you're watching it. I can thoroughly recommend the WRC All Live coverage. I don't know if they do day passes or whatever, but check it out if you haven't seen it before. And there's also going to be highlights programs on as well on the WRC website in due course. It's going to be an exciting day. Will it be Sebastian Ogier getting a seventh world title? Will it be Elvin Evans springing a surprise? Will it be Oit Tanak pulling a, boit, <laughs> pulling a bank job on the last day? We won't know, but we're looking forward to finding out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and enjoy the rallying tomorrow. Goodbye.